So. So. <laughs> this one's just organic, raw, yes. whatever. So we, we just kind of had some, I'm having magical moments because as you know, I'm a little bit empty nested right now. And I'm yeah. saying a little bit because I'm in denial. So <laughs> my daughter's at college mm -hmm. and my son is living with his dad. So that's a lot of bit empty, empty yeah. nested. Yeah, sudden that you weren't maybe totally expecting at least right. your son. But. Right. So, so it, I'm having like just magical yummy moments with Suzanne's kids that are just mm -hmm. so just pure and honest and innocent mm -hmm. and they just talk and so we've kind of been listening and just thinking about value systems that's kind of coming right. up and that her daughter has such a beautiful value system but that she has friends that don't necessarily have that yet which yeah. makes sense because you're young you're young and but do you, you said, I even said, I said, you know, it's interesting because you would think you wouldn't be hanging around people who don't have your same value system, but I don't think that's always the case. Well, and I think what's fascinating with today's world and, and the segment that we did earlier in regards, I think it was did last week in regards to um, affairs is that we have a different world. Mm -hmm. And so people that we think think have the same value system Maybe also don't. are moving into some different behaviors that might even right. be against their own value systems and so it's hard so people change one of the things I, I used to see a lot working with adolescents there's a significant change that occurs junior senior year and I would watch it with all the adolescents I would work with and I could I could just like you know pin it on the calendar they'd come in like first week of senior year and they'd say I've been best friends with Sophia for five years and now she's completely different <sighs> she's yeah. so different she's drinking she's doing this and I don't really like her anymore and it's like and it's such a lonely time and they're thinking they're gonna all graduate together and be besties forever but there's this lonely time junior senior year where they kind of split and they have different values mm -hmm. and it's really fascinating you know it is fascinating because when I went through my divorce you know I, a lot of my friends were the wives of my husband's friends mm. Um, so, you know, when we went through the divorce, um, a lot of those people weren't in my life anymore and not necessarily to say that was a bad thing. I felt like I changed a lot, um, mm -hmm. after my divorce and, and at least definitely so over the last five years, but it's, I, I feel like it's not, we, we think it's such a bad thing if you lose a friend or if yeah. you don't have someone, um, in your life anymore. And I really believe and that saying for a reason, a season, or a lifetime we in all of your that. relationships. Yeah, we should read that. I, I find that somewhere on your phone or something. If you've never heard that poem, it's my favorite mm -hmm. poem. Actually, I'll just talk about it because I think it's so powerful. Basically, the concept is that many of us really believe like in forever and we believe mm -hmm. that you know our marriage should last forever, our friendship should last forever, and that when we say goodbye to things, it's so painful and it's mm -hmm. so horrible. And I stumbled on that poem probably around the time of my divorce or maybe a little earlier and it was so actually it was actually in my 20s because I used to get in so much pain when I go through a breakup and I would be so you know I'm mean, it's hard for you guys to believe I'm a little dramatic <laughs> a little maybe maybe I put on candles me too and so candles and soft music right, right. Sinead O'Connor maybe in the oh, dark no, room crying in the rocking chair oh. maybe I did that in my 20s maybe maybe right. I didn't but I would be very dramatic about it and it would feel so devastating and yeah. so I found this poem and it made so much sense to me. Reason, season, a lifetime. It says, listen, this is a journey and mm -hmm. you're going to be with somebody for a reason and it's going to be a really good reason. Maybe they need to teach you something. Maybe mm -hmm. you're really broken at a point and you really need help with something and they're going to be there. They're going to provide what you need. They're going to help the problem. And then when it's fixed, 
they're gonna go. Mm -hmm. And it'll be, it might be in a moment's notice, and it actually says they might die, they might walk away, they may never return your calls again, but at some moment they'll be gone. It's okay, the reason that they came is now over and it's time for them to move on. Mm -hmm. There'll be some people that come into your life for a season, they bring unbelievable happiness and joy, believe it, it is real, enjoy it, but it's only for a season. season. And they may act up, force you to take a stand, or pass away, but they will leave your life just as quickly as they came in, mm -hmm. and it was just for a season. And then there are lifetime people that you are to use all these reason and season lessons to maintain, maintain those, those relationships, relationships over a lifetime. Right. And it was just, it was so beautiful for me to say, hey, because then my, what I began to do with relationships, which I think is gonna be our topic for this, we're kind of going, <laughs> yeah, we're this going all, all over backwards, the place. <laughs> but, what helped me understand is that relationships are here to teach us, mm -hmm. right? And they're not permanent, and there's a reason and a season, and so when something could end, I wouldn't have to be devastated. I could begin to look back and go, what was that supposed to teach be about. me? Why did I choose that? What was that supposed mm -hmm. to teach me? What was I supposed to get from that? And, and so now that's what I look at in life. I go, wow, they brought me joy. They showed up at just the perfect time. They mm -hmm. taught me this. And so it, I think it's really healing way of looking at relationships. It 100% it is. Right? And letting go of them. I recently had a situation where, I don't want to share too much personally, but I, I had said goodbye to you know someone in my life and I recently like had a dream about it. It was this really intense dream around kind of like, I love you forever, you'll love me forever, but we can't be together yeah. as friends. It was a friendship. Don't worry, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing this guy at work, no, I'm just kidding. Um, and it was just a friendship, but but at the end of it, and that dream, and I was like, wow, and that was a really beautiful thing because mm -hmm. this person, we don't belong in each other's lives, yes. but it was a beautiful friendship for a time until it wasn't, mm -hmm. and to just have that be a peaceful thing instead of a painful, thing. horrible, oh my gosh, it's like, no. Yeah. It served its reason, it served its season, and it's just not healthy anymore. How do you know when it's not healthy? I mean, I think, you know, there's... <sighs> Because I feel like in, with a lot of, not just relationships, but also friendships, um, you know, you, you, you want to understand the, the other person is not just like you, and just yeah. because they're not just like you doesn't right. mean it's not healthy, but how do you know when that relationship is not good for what you anymore? She has the best questions. <laughs> best. So I, what I love about that, so yes, one thing is they will bring a ton of pain Mm -hmm. Okay, and hey, pain's not a bad thing because it's like I have a friend who says grow or blow, like you mm -hmm. gotta do this. So I love that you know pain pushes us to grow. But the thing about it for me is they will bring a tremendous amount of pain and it will be unrelenting. And when I, it will stretch me to be honest, mm -hmm. right? So it's the opposite of codependency. So they're causing pain and you're like, okay, what's going on for me? Let me look at my triggers. Right. Let me figure it out. And then you'll go back and you'll say, hey, here's what's going on for me. I'm getting really triggered when you do this. And so when it's time for me to end the relationship is when I've worked on myself, figured out my triggers, gone inside and figured out what my 50% is, and they have done nothing to respond. They're like, ah, oh, sorry, you feel that way. Like they're not empathic. They don't care that they're wounding me. They don't care about what's going on and what I'm doing to work through it. Mm -hmm. And they're not willing to meet me halfway. Because to me, codependency is I give, 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 mm -hmm. you take, 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 
I row, you don't row. Mm -hmm. And so when I show up and I say, okay, this is what's going on for me and this is what I'm walking through and this is, I get triggered when and here's your piece, here's my piece, do you want to look at your piece? And they go, no, I don't want to look at my piece. And they're blaming or shaming and the pain continues. Yeah. That is when I make a stand at some point and say, you know what, this is what I call a toxic relationship, relationship. because I am changing what I need to change, I'm looking at my 50%, I'm listening to what I need to work on from mm -hmm. you, I'm taking it under advisement, I'm going and seeing my therapist and working on it, and you're not doing any of that. Mm -hmm. You're shaming and blaming and saying it's, and scapegoating me and saying it's all me. Right. I yes. gotta have some kind of, you know, 50, 50, 30, you know. Mm -hmm. Don't make me do math right now. <laughs> 30, 80, 70, 20. Don't make me do math. <laughs> ask you this because in a, in a lot of my friendship relationships I'm um, I don't know if it's because of my busy schedule or just because of my personality but I'm a little more of they have to they have to contact, contact me <laughs> I mean sure. I've always been like that yeah, and, and not just you know not because I don't love them and want to be around them and talk to them but really I found that my girlfriends that stick with me either are okay with that right or they are the ones that are caught, like my friend Tina. She, she's the best. She calls and calls and calls and calls until I finally call her back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or text. Yeah. And she doesn't get mad at me yeah. because she understands that's how I am yeah. and she's okay with it. Yes. You know, she doesn't shame me or blame me or say anything is wrong yeah. with that. She just understands that I've got a lot on my plate. And right. if I don't get back to you right away, it doesn't mean I don't care about you. Yeah. So um, I guess my question is is it okay? I guess if the other person is okay with that, correct? Well, you know, I think it's all about this fine line of acceptance, right? right. So, so what I'm hearing you say, Suzanne, is that you are a certain way. Mm -hmm. And no matter how much you love somebody, no matter how much you care, you really don't deviate much from that. You right. can tweak it a little bit, mm -hmm. tweak it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you are who you are. You, you work a lot, you're overwhelmed, you have kids, you have a busy life, and if somebody's gonna fit in your world, they're gonna kinda have to be able to Deal force their way in and yeah. kind of, you know, do some work on showing up for you. And you do show up, and I know you well, and I know you do show up face-to-face, -face, you're 100%, you're all in, but it's hard to catch you, right? Right. And so what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, what do you do with that if somebody has a problem with that? And so my opinion is, most of us are who we are, right. and I think we need to be very honest with that, but where I, my last example, so if I said to you, you know, gosh, it really hurts my feelings, and you said to me, Shannon, I love you dearly, the fact that I'm hurting your feelings breaks my heart in two, because I would never hurt you, I'm just being honest with you. I've got a little bit of ADD. I've got a lot of overwhelm. I've got two kids that are my priority. I've got a job that has to be a priority. And there literally isn't enough time for you. However, if you keep calling, I promise I will call you back. If you <laughs> call exactly me. exactly what I say to people. Right? If I don't email you right back, try like two or three more times. <laughs> right. Right. Or you might say, you might say, you know, if I don't, if you are in an emergency and you're mm. on the side of the road, and you text me 911 Suzanne I'm dying I will It'll call you back right right so I mean I think it matters if you can share that and let mm -hmm. people know I am not meaning to wound you mm -hmm. I, I here's here's what I can offer if you tell me 911 I will be there if you you know and that kind of thing we kind of negotiate mm -hmm. Then I think then it's up to them, right? We're back to codependency. Do I want to accept you for who you are, or do I want to keep trying to change you and right. keep yelling at you and keep telling you how disappointed I am? And mm -hmm. I thought you would after I told you you would call me back. You know, so I think that we do have a level of acceptance. We have to accept right. people for where they're and at. And be honest with who you are to them as well. Right. And some people, and to be honest with you, Suzanne, some people are gonna say, 
it is so unbelievably painful for me. My core of who I am is that I respond to everyone immediately. It's so unbelievably painful to me that you don't respond that I literally have to walk away from this because I can't accept you. Right. And you know what? That's I fine. get it. Right. I get it. It's okay. Right. right. So I think it's about compatibility and, and really understanding that. I mean, I, I get that about you too. That's why we're yeah. easy. It's like, <laughs> right. all right, well, she must have been falling asleep or she didn't get the message or I'll just send in another one, you know, and half of it I'm like, eh, you know, it's not that important. I don't need right. the answer. But I mean, I get it. I get that it's not personal. And again, it's so funny how all of this is intertwined because for the person that's having that issue, they really need to look at their triggers. Mm -hmm. Maybe they have a lot of abandonment stuff mm -hmm. and if they can work on healing some of that. Like that's the neatest thing about friendships. My friendships really call me to task on healing because mm -hmm. if somebody's making me feel abandoned, they're not making me feel that I already yeah, had that, that to begin with. Yeah. So now I have to work on my abandonment and I'll work on it and work on it. But I might still come to a point I, I tell you, I have a you know friend that is kind of a judger, and mm -hmm. it's like it's just too hard for me. That is the one thing. So I'll I'll call myself out. There is one type of person that I really struggle with, and that is somebody who is very judgmental and yeah. shaming. And I've done a million years of work on myself, but I am so sensitive and so to empathic that. Yeah. that when somebody does like the snarky looks and disappointed looks, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my god, like what are you doing with your life? And they're so judgmental. It's really hard for me to look past, yeah. and so that's, I do that's separate hard for me myself. Too. Yeah, yeah. It's, and that's so. So I think everybody has a thing, right. and I think it's okay. And I, I still love those people, mm -hmm. but it's just like you know, for me, I have to take care of myself, and I have to step back. That's again back to the codependency. It's like, what do I need to do to take care of myself? I need to step back a little bit because it's too painful. Mm -hmm. And I know that that person loves me, and I love them, right. but I just kind of do different environments so that I don't feel that dead-on judgment yeah and it just kind of protect myself a little bit yeah so that's part I've of it. done that too where you just you kind of separate yourself a little, a little bit. bit just you a little have bit. to have them completely out of your life right. you just you know you're not around them as much as you know you used to be or whatever it is I feel like you know we we think oh we have to cut toxic not toxic people but cut people out of their lives if they don't fit into us exactly and I don't I don't really believe that I think you can Sort of step negotiate away a little it. bit. Negotiate yeah, it. Negotiate it. When you bring up one of my favorite things that people are always surprised when I work with them on it, and I love it, I think it's such a great rule of thumb, especially with women, is I say to people, figure out who people are. So for example, I've got a friend that we wiggle together. We love to dance together. Dancing is our thing. You know, whenever I think of dancing, I think of her. We call each other for dancing. And we, we're besties and we've been close for years and we have all these other connections but if I'm going dancing I'm She's calling her yeah and there's other friends where I'm like I am not even going to let them know I'm dancing because they're going to be like are you kidding me I have a glass of wine it's nine o'clock I'm on my couch and there's no way in Hell, I'm, I'm going to join dancing. you. Right. And so know which know who your friends are. Right. And then I have that your friend compatibility. that you go, yeah, you know where your compart you compartmentalize. compartmentalize. I've got yeah. my movie friend, I've got my dancing friend, I've mm -hmm. got my lunch friend that I do every, you know, go to great lunches and we we keep in touch with each other, mm -hmm. but never going to invite them dancing or they're never going to invite me to dinner, you know, right. or they're not going to go to that loud dinner party. So just, and, and I remember talking to people about this and they're like, wow, what a great concept. So now I don't have to be mad at this friend that she won't go dancing with me. Right. Cause we kind of do that. It's like, I love being with you. Do everything with me, mm -hmm. but you hate doing these things. Right. Why am I going to make you, 
find the other it's person. It's so funny that you say that because um, I went to a concert last night with one of my girlfriends, Jenna, and you know I just love Jenna's fun. Like no matter what happens, we always have fun together. Right. And we had at the last minute gotten a couple of extra tickets. And, you know, it's her birthday, so I was letting her decide who, you know, if she wanted yeah. to invite anyone else. And she goes, well, you know, I really don't want anyone to kill our vibe. <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny because, yeah. you know, we have other friends that we love. And sure. I could have, you know, we could have easily invited. But, like, we just, like, had our vibe going. Yeah. And we just wanted to be, you know, it just us. So I thought that was a really interesting. And that's a good it's way so to true. put it. because. You know, everyone has a different vibe. <laughs> you do. You have different energy that right. transpires. And so instead of trying to fit everybody into the same box, mm -hmm. enjoy all those different pieces. And that's mm -hmm. your village. And isn't that so great that on yeah. this day you can go to lunch with this great person and just feel so fulfilled. And then the next night you can go dancing with this person and then the other person, you know. I will tell you, though, in the age of social media, it's very hard, especially if you have sensitive not friends. feel left that out. That feel left out. Yeah. You know, because that's... I really feel like you have friends maybe sometimes that are like, oh, well, why didn't they invite I, me? Oh, God, that's you know? a whole nother topic. Right? And that's so hard because I have to say, and probably just because I'm an empath and you are too, mm -hmm. I I, tr I really don't want to hurt people by like posting that stuff. So right. I, I, you know, I guess I would just say to people, do think about that. Like, right. do think about the fact when you're getting ready to post that, we're having so much fun doing this, right. that there's going to be five other people like, wow, I didn't even know you were doing that. Right. You know, I, I think sometimes maybe letting people know, I know that mm -hmm. feels a little uncomfortable, but letting people know like, hey, it's Jenna's birthday. Got these tickets. I'm going to take her. She's so excited. Right. I hope, you know, we only have two tickets or or whatever right. and they just ruined that they had <laughs> right. four they didn't call you it's a well, whole other yeah. we did it <laughs> someone else ended up taking the ticket so it wasn't like we had them for a long time and so whatever but, you know like letting <laughs> if people any of my friends are watching they're like why didn't they invite me i'm like oh, abort God. abort this is a bad segment <laughs> no but you know i think it is good i i would love that if somebody would call me and say listen I'm doing, you know, well, my JoJo is probably laughing right now because <laughs> Joanna is a dear friend of mine and she recently did a girls weekend and she had planned it and then she said something at lunch like, oh, hey, if you want to go, like we're going this state, this, I'm like, let me get this straight. You've already got tickets in a hotel and you're telling me now. now? And right. she's like, last minute. well, it's not like, and you know, we laughed about it, but it felt so good that she told me about right. it and I could say, that kind of stings. Right. And even though I can't, you know, really fly right now or I don't right. really want to, you know, it kind of stings. And she's like, oh, but I love you. I always want, you know, and so right. we worked it out. So I think it is good because when I saw her on that trip, I was just nothing but happy for her. And yeah. I was looking at the pictures. Had I not known, Jojo, don't you go and don't tell me. <laughs> Had I not known, it would have been like, right. Wow, you know it, it does it stings. So I not that you have to check in with everybody, but you're right. right. I think it is kind of important if you have a group of five that you do everything together, with. and then all of a sudden you didn't call the fifth. Yeah. You may just want to say to them, you know, hey, just so you know, we know you're not really flying right now, and you got some stuff going on. We're not trying to exclude you. We don't want right. to cram it in your face, but right. you know, here's what we're doing, and right. that kind of thing. Because you're gonna see it all over Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> And Instagram. Yeah. And Snapchat. And all of it. Like you know Snapchat. <laughs> Don't I look so cool right now? That's right. I have teenagers. Good job, Shannon. <laughs>
All right, guys. Well, I love that discussion. Yeah. yeah. So toxic relationships, healthy relationships, and everything in between. Yes. All right. And don't forget, if you have any issues you're struggling with or show topics, don't forget to comment, like our page, and please share these videos, too. If you know anyone who's dealing with these issues, share these videos with them. If you know any people, just share them because everybody's <laughs> dealing right. with these issues. I what? know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Shannon. And thank you all. And we'll see you in. back here soon. Bye.